We all know there are times when you don't have many choices in who you work with, like when a pipe bursts and you need a plumber right now. But when it comes to your mental health, you should have choices so you don't get stuck with a therapist who can't remember what you tell them every week. To find a good therapist for you, try ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book hundreds of types of doctors, including thousands of mental health providers. We're talking about therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare hundreds of types of patient-reviewed in-network doctors, including mental health providers, and instantly book appointments with them online. The typical wait time to see a mental health provider booked on ZocDoc is just four days. That's it. You can even score same-day appointments, either online or in person. I use this, and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com stronger and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated therapist, psychiatrist, or psychologist today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash stronger. ZocDoc.com slash stronger. Welcome to Mentally Stronger, the show that will help you develop the mental strength you need to reach your greatest potential, no matter what life throws your way. I'm Amy Morin, a psychotherapist, mental strength trainer, and an international best-selling author of five books on mental strength. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that could hold you back in life. Because if there's anything I've learned from my journey, it's that it only takes one bad habit to rob you of the mental strength you need to live your best life. And the fun part is, we record the show from a sailboat in the Florida Keys. Make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite platform so you can get mental strength tips delivered to you every single week. Before we dive in, I want to share a review that came in this week. Longtime Sacramentan says, With so many podcasts out there on the subject of mental health, Amy's are always fresh and to the point. I appreciate the brevity and ability to quickly implement change. Longtime Sacramentan, make sure that you send us an email so you can get my online course, 10 Mental Strength Strategies That Will Help You Reach Your Greatest Potential. And to anyone listening who wants a copy of my course for free, just leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Send us a screenshot of your review, and we'll reply with your all-access pass to the course. The email address is amy at amymorinlcsw.com. In case you're wondering, LCSW stands for Licensed Clinical Social Worker. Everyone who sends us a screenshot of their review gets a pass to the course. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Today I'm talking about overthinking. It's something that we all do sometimes, but some of us do it more than others. Just to be clear, the difference between thinking and overthinking is when you just keep thinking about the same things over and over again without ever developing a solution. It's repetitive and it's unproductive. And it's not just annoying or a waste of time. It can also take a serious toll on your emotional well-being. In fact, researchers have found that overthinking increases your chances of developing mental health problems. It reduces your ability to solve problems. And if you're an overthinker, you already know this, but it interferes with sleep. Overthinking comes in several different forms. You might overthink things from the past. You might replay a conversation that already happened or dwell on a mistake that you made. It might feel like it's a tape that just keeps playing over and over again in your mind. And the tape never plays the positive stuff, just the emotionally charged negative events. 
ruminating on the past is associated with depression. But you might also just overthink the present. When you do that, it can be difficult to even make a really simple decision. Like when you're at a restaurant and you look at the menu and you're trying to decide between the chicken or the steak, and it somehow feels like a life or death decision, you might be so afraid that you're going to make the wrong choice that you just can't make any decision at all. Or maybe you're somebody who overthinks the future. You might worry about all the things that could go wrong, and you might imagine all the different potential outcomes, and it might make it impossible to focus on anything. Overthinking about the future is associated with anxiety because all those catastrophic predictions stir up uncomfortable feelings. But whatever way it is that you overthink, just know that it's not helpful. It's a repetitive loop that keeps you from taking productive action. But of course, none of us do this on purpose. You might be a chronic overthinker in almost every area of your life, or maybe it's just situation-specific. Like you overthink what's going to happen to a family member who you don't think is making good choices and you're just really worried about them. Overthinking, though, it's meant to protect you. Your brain wants you to make good decisions. It wants you to learn from mistakes. And of course, it wants you to be prepared for the problems that might come your way. But like almost everything else in life, thinking about something works best when we do it in moderation. There's no evidence that thinking longer or harder about something actually leads to a better solution. So what can you do when you're overthinking? Here are five strategies that can help. Number one, ask yourself if you're focusing on the problem or you're developing a solution. When you're thinking about something a lot, take a step back and say, you know, am I really just focused on the problem or am I actually developing a solution? If you're brainstorming ideas to solve a problem, that might be a good use of your time. But if you're just replaying something that happened yesterday in your head over and over again, it's not helpful. It's also not a good use of your time if you're just imagining a dozen worst-case scenarios that could happen in the future. Of course, you do want to take a minute to define the problem, like whether you don't have enough cash to cover a bill, or you aren't sure if you should spend your next vacation visiting family or doing something else. But once you identify the problem, start working on solutions. Keep in mind, though, that not all problems are yours to solve. If you have a loved one who's struggling with something, it's not your job to fix their life. Instead, you can work on solving how you feel about the problem. You might need to set boundaries, or you might need to accept that this other person just isn't going to make the same choice as you would, and that's okay. And if you keep replaying something from the past that you can't change— you're just going to cause yourself to feel bad. It's not helpful to think about all the things you wish you had said or all the ways you wish someone else would have behaved. You might ask yourself, okay, what did I learn from this? And how am I going to do better next time? Number two, write down your thoughts. When things are just swirling all through your head, it's often because we can't make sense of what's going on. When you write something down, it helps you make sense of the jumbled mess in your brain. Sometimes just seeing things on paper can help you identify what the problem is, what your options are, and any of those issues that cause you to keep rethinking about it. So you might make a list, you could draw a diagram, or you might just jot down whatever it is that you're thinking, because writing things down organizes your thoughts and it can prevent you from getting stuck in that repetitive loop. 
Do you want to get high-quality meat delivered straight to your house? Or in my case, a sailboat? Try ButcherBox. It saves me time and money. And if you order right now, Mentally Stronger listeners can get steak, chicken, or salmon free in every single order for an entire year. I love that ButcherBox offers grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, and wild-caught seafood. There are no antibiotics or added hormones. They even offer vegetarian options. ButcherBox lets you decide how often you want deliveries, and you can pick a curated plan, or you could completely customize your box. Sign up at butcherbox.com stronger and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free-for-a-year offer, plus an additional $20 off. Choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com stronger and use code STRONGER to choose your free-for-a-year offer. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Number three, take a break from thinking. So you might have had times when you thought you should sit down and figure everything out, and you might think you have to figure it all out right now. And you might have assumed that the longer or the harder you worked on solving the problem, the better off you were going to be. But research shows that we're actually better at solving problems when we take a break from trying to solve them. Researchers call this the incubation period. And it says if we give ourselves a break from trying to solve a problem, we'll actually make a way better decision. There's a study from 2010, and it was published in Psychological Science. And in that study, they asked everyone to evaluate potential roommate profiles. One group was then asked which roommate they would choose right away. The other group was given a puzzle to solve first, and it was completely unrelated to the roommate issue. After they solved the puzzle, they were asked which roommate they thought was the best option. The people who completed the puzzle made much better choices than the people who gave answers right away. They repeated this study by asking people to assess potential job candidates. And again, they found that the people who took a break and had a task in between studying the potential roommates and actually giving their answer made the best decisions. So give yourself permission to stop thinking about something. Distract yourself for a while with something else. You might also do a puzzle or just talk to somebody about something completely different or do something fun for a little bit that occupies your brain you might find that the back of your brain kind of works out the problem for you when you aren't sitting down and focusing solely on that issue. And then when you come back and you revisit the problem, which your brain will, you might see it from a different angle and you might develop a better plan for yourself because you gave yourself a break from doing all of that thinking. Number four, set a time limit. So some issues require you to think about them longer than others. You can decide how long you should think about a specific problem. Like, let's say you're really thinking hard about what you're going to wear to an event. Take a step back and think, how much time do you actually want to put into that? Depending on the event and who you are, it might be five minutes. Or it might be two hours. It's up to you. And if you're thinking about a huge decision, like whether to change jobs or whether to end a relationship... You might say, all right, this is worth 20 minutes a day for the next month or until I come up with a solution. And if you're thinking about something that's just not helpful at all, like you're replaying something from the past or you're beating yourself up for something that you can't fix, remind yourself that it's not helpful and go do something else. Distract yourself. 
I used to work with a client who would picture a big red stop sign in his brain when his thoughts weren't helpful. And if he was home by himself, he said he would just say it out loud, not helpful, and he'd get up and go do something else. Of course, if you're in bed or you're sitting in a meeting at work, obviously you can't get up and go do something else. But you can give your brain something to do. You might say, all right, I'm going to plan my next vacation, or I'm going to think about the five dream vacations I'd love to go on if money were no object. Doing something like that for a few minutes can improve your mood. And then by the time your brain drifts back to that thing that you were thinking about, you might see it from a different perspective because you'll be feeling a little bit better. Number five, be present in the moment. When you're overthinking, you'll miss what's going on around you. You'll be distracted if somebody's talking to you, or you might not notice what a beautiful day it is outside because you're focused on something else. You might get distracted from somebody who's talking to you, or you might not notice that it's a beautiful day outside because your brain is somewhere else. When you're overthinking, pause and pay attention to what's going on around you right now. What do you see? What do you hear? What can you smell? How do you feel right now? You might suddenly become aware that there are birds chirping or that there's a fan in the other room that's on or that there's a breeze that feels great. Take a few slow, deep breaths and just bring yourself back to the present for a minute. And number six, accept uncertainty. Sometimes we overthink because we want to escape an uncomfortable feeling like uncertainty. But thinking longer about something won't necessarily give you the certainty or the relief that you want. Sometimes people say things like, well, I just want to be prepared for anything that might go wrong. But thinking about 10,000 things that could go wrong won't necessarily help you be prepared if one of those things actually happens. And things don't usually turn out the way we imagine. Consider this. Studies have found that 91% of the things we worry about don't actually happen. But it's not worrying that makes them not happen. Instead, we just waste a lot of time thinking about things that weren't ever going to happen. So your time might be spent taking action over the things that you have control over rather than imagining all the ways things might get messed up. So rather than fight uncertainty, just accept it. Remind yourself, I don't know what's going to happen and that feels uncomfortable, but it's okay to feel uncomfortable. So those are six things that can help. Ask yourself if you're focusing on the problem or developing a solution. Write down your thoughts. Take a break from thinking. Set a time limit. Be present in the moment. And practice accepting uncertainty. You don't have to start out doing all six of those things. Maybe just pick one of them to start trying to do first. If you've been an overthinker your whole life, it's going to take some practice to break that habit. But if you consistently work on becoming more solution-focused or not allowing yourself to rehash things that aren't helpful, you'll see that you free up a lot of time and mental and emotional energy to focus on things that matter even more to you. But don't beat yourself up for overthinking. We all do it sometimes, and we all have room for improvement. But you won't know what's going to work until you try a few different things. If you know someone who could benefit from learning how to stop overthinking, share this episode of Mentally Stronger with them. Simply sharing a link could help someone feel better and grow stronger. Thank you for hanging out with me today and for listening to Mentally Stronger. 
If you like the show, please leave us a review. Ratings and reviews help other people find us. And as always, thank you to my show's producer, who likes to get things done so he doesn't have to think about them anymore, Nick Valentine. <laughs>